2: All right, welcome into another edition of First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Thanks for being here. Subscribe, rate, review every team, every week, every game. Coming to you after a winning under bet for your boy, uh, <laughs> Chargers, Dolphins. Chargers twenty three, Dolphins seventeen. Uh, just going to give you a couple of stat lines, Pony. Um, one quarterback. Was 10 for 28 for 145 yards with a touchdown. Started the game, I believe, 3 of 17 passing. The other quarterback was 39 of 51 for 367 yards with a touchdown and a bunch of quote-unquote social media throws. You still on the Tua over Herbert side of this argument? Uh,
3: No, I don't want to be... I don't want to be that guy who still digs his heels in here and says after this game that, you know, I'm still all in on Tua. I would still buy low on his stock because of their schedule. I mean, I think they'll probably go to Buffalo and lose again next week. And then from there, I think they'll probably win out and still be probably either the four or five or the five or six seed. More likely the six, I would say depending on what happens with Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. But that you know, was a brutal look for him tonight, especially given how bad the Chargers' defense was banged up. No Derwin James. Um, you know This should have been a bounce-back game for the Dolphins. That's why they were favored in the game because of all the injuries. It was a Dolphins crowd like it usually is for the Chargers. Every game for them is basically a road game. And so, yeah, it's a troubling game. You called it that—you know, this was going to be uh, a game that told us a lot about Tua. And I think that'll be the that'll be the narrative from this game. Like, is he just a byproduct of having the great scheming coach and having all the weapons on
2: offense? And tonight, it looked like he was that. He was so bad, man. Yep. And talked about it before last week's game against the Niners. how this stretch coming up. Like, I wanted to see if they were contenders or pretenders and my radar was up on them being pretenders, like yep. a fun team, an exciting team, a playoff team, but a quarterback short of really being special because in the AFC, you got to go through Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and that dude, man, you make fun of me for my eye test. Dave wants that comes on every week and makes fun of me and mocks my eye test. But I don't know how you can watch 11 hours of football every Sunday like we do and watch Justin Herbert play the position and think that there's three more physically talented dudes in the world that play that sport. He's unbelievable. Well, he, is, he has so much talent around him that has been injured. It just seems so apparent to me that, like, if he had a season, they showed the graphic. He hasn't had his tackles since week three, plus Corey Lindsley's been out. And this is the first game all season that Williams and Allen finished the game together. First game all season. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Well, it, I like not his fault. It's just not his fault. And that's just apparent. And he's playing with a rib injury. Well, like, I picked them to
3: win the Super Bowl. So I was not a hater. Before I know you weren't. No, I know but, you. I, I picked him too. I know. But I, but I do have to say that that was not my takeaway from this game. Was more about the way Tua looked so bad than it was about how good Herbert looked. I, I think at the end of the day, honestly, well, I think honestly, if the Dolphins are themselves offensively, they win the game. The Chargers did not have a great offensive game not even close. I mean their yardage says they were good. They scored 23 points. It's the same number of points today as the Houston Texans scored. 23 points is not a in today's NFL, is not a great offensive performance. Their their their
2: defense, no question, but but but, but again, watching the game, like Herbert was under pressure a ton. He was he he was making he was making something out of nothing often. I mean, he, that that throw to Keenan Allen on the sideline in the fourth quarter, where Allen catches the ball and just immediately points back at his quarterback, he thought he thought that he had been covered out of the route. Yep, and he, you know what I mean. So like, so like, yeah, I'm with you. Like they do, they are flawed because they are injured. I and the and it's a weird team, which we talked about in the week one pod, the preseason pod. Like we both picked a team to win the Super Bowl because of the talent on their roster that was going to play 17 road games. You know, it's the, I know home field advantage matters less in the NFL than ever before, but they have no home field advantage in any game. They have no fan base. So I don't know. I am, I'm continually blown away by Herbert. I think he is, I mean, it's hard to say that he's the same as Mahomes and Allen because he just hasn't done it in the playoffs, obviously. But again, my my very rudimentary scouts eye, right? No one's hiring me for a front office anytime soon. But I'm not sure that there are things on the football field that Mahomes and Allen can do that Justin Herbert can. Obviously, the power running game for Allen is unique to him of those three. But, like, in terms of throwing the football, I don't know that there's anyone who's, like, a class above him. Well, he's got great weapons when they're healthy, and they yep. and both of them were in this
3: game. The wide receivers and Williams has really come on the last two years. He's awesome. and has entered that list of like a a minus wide receivers in the NFL, and Allen's been in that cl- caliber club for a very long time. So, I think I've reached the point where I want to see them play Kansas City a third time. They'd be my choice for the third wild card. I think they would give Kansas City the best game and it'd be interesting to see Kansas City try to beat them three times especially with where Kansas City's defense is at right now their margin for error because of how they're playing defensively has shrunk a great deal here in the last couple of weeks
2: all right let's get to the games uh as I was making the rundown for this one I decided to just create a new rule um because I don't like going to NFL games. So if there's a game big enough where one of us actually attends the game in person, it automatically leads the show. And then if you add in that it's arguably the best rivalry in the NFL of the 21st century, it has to lead the show. So Kenny Pickett gets injured. You were there. Steelers, Ravens, Mitch Trubisky throws three picks. In your mind, the biggest story of that game was what? Well, I think it's the quarterback injuries. I think it's the quarterback
3: injuries, probably more so for the Steelers because it's Pickett's second concussion and the way it was handled. He went out of the game and then he came back in and he didn't take a hit or anything for them to take him out of the game permanently. Something either happened where he self-reported more symptoms or they saw something that they didn't like once he went back into the game. So if this were a, if this were a typical Steelers Ravens game that was in prime time, and if this had happened to Ben Roethlisberger and not Kenny Pickett, it would be a gigantic story, but it gets swept under the rug because the Steelers aren't that relevant and Pickett really is not, he's a first round quarterback, but he's not a huge name, big name, first round quarterback. So that kind of slips under the radar. And then like, I would just say the other, you know, probably one, a story is, or one B story is that uh Huntley got injured, and the Ravens were down to their third string quarterback, Anthony Brown, and they went on a seven-minute drive in the fourth quarter against one of the best defenses in the NFL Allegedly. to win the game. Allegedly, to win the game. And that's a game that they did not win last year. That's the type of game in December of last year without Lamar that they lost. So that's kind of a flex game for Harbaugh that he was able to go into Pittsburgh, lose his quarterback for most of the second half,
2: and come away with a win. Yeah, you know, it's that's what I kind of wanted to ask you about. I knew you'd have the Steelers part of it covered. Like, we talk about the AFC in a, I think, understandable way, and the odds makers agree with us of these like three generational quarterbacks who, you know, Bengals. In the Super Bowl Chiefs, the run of AFC Championship games, obviously, with a couple Super Bowl appearances and a ring. And then the Bills, who preseason favorite and have put up huge performances in playoff games, even if sometimes it's come in losses. And then, oh yeah, by the way, there's the Ravens, who are now nine and four, and the three seed and crazy talented and crazy well coached, and winning again without Lamar. Like which team wants to avoid the Ravens or do none of those three teams fear them in your mind? Like, is it the chiefs because of their defense?
3: Well, I I think for me, it would
2: be, I'm talking about like a second, you know what I mean? Like a second round game, like a second, a second round game, which, which team wants to play the Ravens the least. Cause like right now it would be Ravens dolphins or Ravens, you know, jets as a as a first round game
3: i mean i would say Bengals just because i feel like the division thing of playing a team a third time and i i think that even though even though burrow has you know the clutch gene and with chase and their wide receivers if healthy i mean they've been phenomenal together and their defense can be healthy we saw what they did in the playoffs last year but I think Harbaugh is a better coach than than Taylor. And I would not want to give him a third game where he has seen the Bengals twice and he's able to kind of scout them maybe more thoroughly and have a more in-depth knowledge on what they do or what they want to do against them. So that would be my answer. I mean, I, I think that even though we saw it last year when Buffalo got New England a third time, it was just an embarrassment. They never punted in the game. Yeah. And Belichick's a better coach than McDermott. I I don't Zach Taylor to me right now is a guy that's just along for the ride. So that's
2: how it's, I that that's how I see that. I think that I think that makes sense. I just think that the the Chiefs offense is so great, but of those three teams, right? Like points against Buffalo's allowed two twenty one, Bengals two sixty five. Chiefs 298. But their point differential is still plus eighty-six because of their offense. Bill the Bills is the only one that's better at plus one thirty-two, which is just ridiculous. Which is why they're considered the the favorite. And, you know, they actually do have the inside track to the one seed. But Chiefs gotta figure out a way to just occasionally get off the field against good offenses. Because like they their defense even made Russell Wilson and the Broncos come alive today. So I I feel like that's the biggest vulnerability right now, even though I wouldn't be picking against them anytime soon. They're still the Chiefs. They're still like, you know, come at the King, you best not miss that sort of thing. But like right now, today, week 14, it feels like the Chiefs defense is the biggest vulnerability of those three teams. And I thought Dobbins made a huge difference for the
3: Ravens. They ran the ball like crazy. So getting him back off the IR of two knee injuries, I thought he looked really good, uh, even though he had excuses not to be someone that affected the game that way. And then the last thing I'll say about Baltimore, you know, Buffalo, I don't think would be out of the woods against them either, just because their their corners, with the way Allen's thrown interceptions this year, yeah, I mean, there's point. a chance he'd give Baltimore extra possessions in a matchup <laughs> like that. So I would actually like Kansas City the best of all three teams against them.
2: Okay. Um, so I thought it was a real toss up on how to prioritize some of these games, but San Francisco, Tampa was the national game. It was the game that everybody saw and it was a complete blowout. Debo gets injured. They say now it's a high ankle sprain, four to six weeks. First round of the playoffs is five weeks from now. Let's start with the Niners side, even though the Brady side is certainly very juicy, uh, Garoppolo down, Debo down, Niners still look dominant. Is the Debo injury enough for you to officially say they have no shot in the NFC? The Niners are no longer a contender. Are you there yet?
3: Yeah, I am. I am. I mean, I was there even with the way. I mean, I still don't have I still don't have long term you know, I still don't have long-term aspirations for Purdy. You know, I still see I mean maybe at best he's a Mark Bulger type who went in into that Rams system and was able to do well there when Warner kind of tailed off as a 7th round pick, but I don't know. I just feel like we're putting so much stock in faith and faith in Shanahan's quote system and the players around him that even though the Bucs have an upper echelon defense and he lit him up today. I just, I just don't, I think the book will get out on him and he'll look like a seventh round pick sooner rather than later. So. I mean,
2: I mean, McCaffrey was awesome again. Yep. Um, He, he threw a pick that was called back on a defensive holding penalty. And it seemed like it would be a, you know, a, Game swinging type of moment, potentially. And the next play, he just stands in, takes a huge hit, and throws a touchdown pass. You know, I it feels to me like he's playing kind of like YOLO. Like, no one expects anything of me. I'm not even supposed to have a career here. You know, he's got one shot. And he's, it, I doubt it'll last eight weeks, but we talk about this all the time. Like, when we were trying to talk about, when we, last week, was like, who do you like more, Eagles or Bills? And it was like, well, you kind of got to take the Eagles simply because of the path of the teams they have to go through. Dude, the NFC stinks. We'll talk about the Lions in a little bit, but, like, I think there's only four teams that would be favored over the Lions right now in the NFC. And they might not even make the playoffs. You know, the, the NFC is the Eagles and a bunch of flawed teams and everybody else. So I the Niners are only nine to one to win the Super Bowl right now. Well, their defense you... is great. Their defense is incredible. That's what I'm saying. The the defense is incredible. The path is easy. The offensive line is good. McCaffrey is great. Shanahan is great. They still have Iuk. They still have Kittle. And and Debo's it wasn't like a ruptured Achilles or a knee like he he could play in the playoff game and I mean that guy's one of the three best athletes in the sport like my guess is he's a hundred percent for the playoff game just based on like how crazy he'll approach rehab like I I can't do it I I can't downgrade them because what would they be a less than a touchdown underdog in Philly like. I would give them. Ne- I would almost. I would give
3: them almost next to no shot of winning in Philadelphia in an NFC Championship
2: game. Okay, but they could get. They they would. They they easily could get to an NFC Championship game, and if you can get to that game, you can win the NFC, just because of how football works. So, I'm. I'm not downgrading them. It's crazy to me, but. They lost Garoppolo and they lost Debo and they kicked the ever loving shit out of Miami and Tampa, two playoff teams in back to back weeks. Like it has been too non-competitive. Well, I want to see
3: the I want to see the kid play on the road. Fair enough. That's, that's gonna I'm, be a big fair, one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fair, fair. But all right. So do you think San Francisco fans no longer want Tom Brady next year after how he looked today? No, I
3: don't. I don't think that that's the I don't think that that's the case yet. I I still think. You know, it was so – his parents never go to games because they don't want to travel to Tampa anymore. They're there, given everything that's gone on in Brady's personal life this year. I'd have to think that this game meant – every game is huge to him, but that this would even be ratcheted up so much more. And for him to look – in their offense to look so anemic-like – his parents I, I, were there. You think? You think Tom Brady was nervous playing in front of his parents? Like I don't think he was nervous. I just think I think he put a, I think he put a higher value on this game than he does. I mean, I he's I, I I think he's allowed for some emotional stuff off the field to enter into his play this year and affect him. And I think the fact that he gets divorced midseason, everybody knows about it. Who knows how many more times his parents are going to get to see him play football? And they look like that today. I mean, I don't know. I think the competitor or him is like, I can't go out this way and I want to come back and play for somebody else next year. And he's gonna think it's not it's not me, it's you.
2: It's not yeah, I mean it'll be really interesting to see what happens the rest of the way, obviously. It's the offensive line, it's the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, but like they so Carolina technically actually controls its path. To winning that division, which is crazy, even though Tampa is Won still it. in first place right now. Like Cornacki was going over it at halftime of Sunday night football in his weird khakis. But, uh, there's... how is that a job? <laughs> Dude, it's a high paying one. I get how it's a job for the election, I don't get how reading the standings, right, is a job on Sunday night football. It's crazy, it's crazy. Like he has no inside knowledge or anything like that. I you can go, I mean, that's it's just the graphic and an understanding of how tiebreakers work. Yes. Is the entirety of that job. Yes. That is all it is. And reading a schedule. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh but NBC's gotta they gotta they gotta brand They gotta brand their guy. Um their f- roster is talented. So like if they get healthy, they have a home playoff game. It'd be fascinating to see if it's like Bucks Cowboys in Tampa to open the postseason, which is like the odds on favorite for what it would be as of this moment. Like Dallas, a seven and a half point favorite in Tampa. They won't be. They'll be. It depends favored, who's healthy. But I just
3: feel like every Bucks line has been them favored by a few points or an underdog by it. like Cincinnati comes to town. I've not looked at the look ahead line. I bet that they're probably at worst maybe a four or five point underdog in that game. And I would say probably more like a three and a half point underdog if I had to really
2: guess. The Bucks get huge since, love from since, the since he since is a since he's a three and a half point favorite in Tampa. Yeah.
3: The Bucks get huge love from the odds makers every week. Well, Doesn't that seem like an easy one? Slam dunk, Cincinnati, lock it in now. Line's only going to go up.
2: Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, 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 it sure does. Yeah, that's true. But, okay, so, I mean, well, let's put it this way. If it's Dallas at less than six, I will be betting Dak Prescott on the road against Tom Brady in a playoff game. What could possibly go wrong? (sighs)
1: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?